Hello. Hello. And welcome to episode three of Robots on Typewriters. Yes, hello. Um, I Every time I like start a podcast, I always just want to be like, how are you doing today? Even though we've just talked for like 15 minutes. I thought you meant to the audience, <laughs> like a children's show. Like, no. And what's your name? Cool. No, it's just like, <laughs> I just don't know how to proceed with starting a podcast other than just the same way I would start a conversation. You just look up a WikiHow article that says WikiHow to start a podcast. Well, I okay, so actually I got this WikiHow on how to start a podcast, um, and I'm going to read this step that says record the audio for your podcast, and the image for this is a guy holding like a handheld mic like he's doing a stand-up set with a piece of paper <laughs> in front of his face. I didn't know I was doing it so wrong all these years. Uh, what's the I- deal with uh, <laughs> podcasts? <laughs> read the scripts and don't forget to thank people for being part of the show. Mm, I think you forgot to thank me for being part of the show last week. I do. I don't think we thank each other enough. Thank you for being part of the show last week. Thank you for being part of the show two weeks ago, this week, and last week. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Something, something, and back again. (laughs) That's what I would say, too, because I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Golden Girls. Anyway. You know they get to that second line before the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's how much of an episode of Golden Girls I've ever watched. Well, I think we've talked enough about the podcast itself. Now it's time to talk about our favorite topic, new comedy robots, new (laughs) things, comedy robots that we're showcasing. Showcase showdown. We really hit that writing room this week trying to figure out a name for the segment. That's what we came up with. We hope you guys enjoy it. (laughs) <laughs> we've been in the writing room all week but we skipped leg day these jokes ain't got no legs <laughs> yeah we still need a name for that first segment of this show where we highlight a interesting computer generated or computer assisted comedy article blog piece of media that caught our eye but that's what we're going to do first thing here and next week we'll even have a name for it <laughs> so what do you got for me this weekend weekend hmm. this weekend <laughs> I have for you this week a post on one of our very favorite blogs on the entire internet, and it's been one of our very favorite blogs since we found it as just a fledgling Tumblr blog, and now it is a fledgling independent (laughs) website. That is AIWeirdness.com. Hell yeah. AI Weirdness is this amazing little blog uh, run by a research scientist named Janelle Shane, and every week... Janelle makes some kind of post involving some interesting and funny neural network creations on all sorts of different topics. The way neural networks work is the person using the software just gives the software a whole list of things that fit a specific topic that can be very broadly defined. You know, if you're training Google Maps, you might give it a bunch of stop signs, and eventually you also give it a bunch of other stuff that isn't stop signs and you tell the computer what is and what is not a stop sign then you give it a bunch of new stimulus and the computer has to sort out what is and what is not a stop sign for example or whatever whatever your training target is so each week on this blog janelle shane picks some arbitrary topic to train her neural networks on and they generate all sorts of different Uh, candidate examples of that topic so for example 
Uh, sometimes she'll give it, say, Halloween costume ideas, and the neural network will give back a bunch of what it thinks might be Halloween costume descriptions based on what it knows are, in fact, Halloween costume descriptions. And the idea is, as the program runs more and more, it starts to get, theoretically at least, get better at figuring out what is and what is not a member of the category. So, each week, she has all sorts of very funny computer ideas of what fits certain topics that sometimes progressively get more and more like the real thing, and sometimes just get wilder and wilder as they go. And this week, the topic is ice cream. Love it. So this week is actually a sequel to a post a little earlier in the month on this blog in which a school, some teacher at a middle school, had her students using neural networks to come up with ice cream flavors based on a bunch of real ice cream flavors. And this week, that teacher provided her sample training data set, the actual ice cream flavors, to Janelle so she could make her own neural network generated ice cream flavors. So I'm going to go through the old Baskin Robbins 32 for you right now. (laughs) 32? Probably 31. That's how many days there are in a month. (laughs) Is that the thing? Yeah. You're supposed to go to Baskin Robbins every day of the (laughs) longest months of the year and get a different flavor. Man, I did not know that. You're off the hook, you know, most months, the 28 and 30 years, but... Those 31-day months, you got to eat your ice cream. Wow. So some of the flavors this week on offer are Death Bean, (laughs) Peanut Bat. Is that Peanut Bat? Peanut Bat, yep. Brilliant. Uh, Bubblegum Cheesecake. Gross. I'm pretty sure that's a uh, Cage the Elephant song. (laughs) Anti-Cone. Okay, I'm down for that. Oh, shoot. No, that was some dust on my screen that says ant cone. Oh. <laughs> I may have just baited and switched you into a cone full of ants. <laughs> well, okay. I, now I actually have to revise my statement about being anti-cone. I'm not, you, as you well know, I'm not anti-ice cream cone. In fact, I'm very pro-ice cream cone. I will eat those suckers like they are candy by themselves. I don't want ice cream in them. I want my ice cream in a cup. Thank you. Go on. Some other, I also want my ice cream in a cup most of the time, unless there is a waffle cone on offer. Mm. Uh, Some other options here. Dime oil. (laughs) Gross. Live cookie. Lime pig. (laughs) On brand for us, another bat one. Beet bats. (laughs) I did, I remember that one now. And a flavor that would make a great band name, Blood Sunday. Oh, hell yeah. I love that. Now, once uh, the neural network got going, as I said, after it starts to learn based on its own uh, submissions of what might fit the category, sometimes it starts to get more authentic in meeting the category. Sometimes it starts doing even worse. So let's hear some of these second round of attempts here. Some of them sound actually pretty tasty. Tell me if you would eat some of these. Okay. Strawberry churro. Oh, my God, yes. Cherry chai. I would try it for sure. Roast beef pecans. Absolutely not. Carrot beer. (laughs) I love it. Red honey. Hmm. Oh, here's one that I think would probably be the star of the show. Candied butter. Um, explain? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I think it would be like one of them burnt sugar and butter, like subtle flavors. Okay, okay. But then it would be like, it would have like an extra layer of like sweetness on top of it. Okay. How about praline cheddar swirl? Um, no thanks. How about cookies and Oreo? <laughs> Actually, that sounds like my ideal ice cream. I love ice cream that is just like loaded with cookie shit. <laughs> so this is... You put in some cookies, non-Oreo cookies, yeah, I would guess, and then you exactly. also put Oreos. Yeah. And then here's a bit of a wordier one, but it sounds pretty good. Uh, Japanese cookies and cream with roasted strawberry coconut. <laughs> I think I zoned out for like all of that and only heard coconut, and I'm not a fan of coconut. <laughs> That's fair. Um, one last one that might appeal to some some specific ice cream fans. This is chocolate, 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 chocolate road. <laughs> i i want to say that my might be a little bit too much chocolate for me maybe i don't know i'm a simple man well i think every it may be like an ice cream roulette situation where like every fifth flavor every fifth taste of it tastes like road so it's like oh, oh i got chocolate wait, again so you don't Uh-oh, even think, chocolate again you think it's like chocolate 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 and asphalt you don't even think it's like the things that make Rocky Road ice cream Rocky Road? No, yeah, I think it's actual road. Oh, all right. Maybe it's like a you get a little flight with like five cups of dark colored ice cream. <laughs> Four of them are chocolate. One of them is road. I think I might be up for the challenge, JK. Not some, one bit. <laughs> some of these seem pretty clearly from earlier on in the training set when maybe the neural network didn't know what it was doing with ice cream, such mm-hmm. as... Frog toe, the pond. Uh, very frog centric. Cookies, naw, N A W. Grok pee pum. <laughs> I love ones that are like that, just absolute nonsense. Bear hounds. Mm. Gone cream with wrap chocolate. <laughs> Gone cream. That sounds like a Neopets item. Well, if you like gone flavored ice cream, you might also like the gone butter fish fleek red vanilla. Uh, <laughs> vanilla. Um, I like that it incorporated fleek in there to show that yeah. it's like hip and, you know, it understands youth culture. That sounds like something a child made up for sure. This one I'm surprised got past the censors. Very top one on this little list here is man beans. <laughs> and a couple... Very last ones uh, mixed with, so you can train a neural network on one specific category, or you can, with certain programs, train it on two categories at once. So Janelle Shane decided to incorporate a post from a couple weeks ago, metal band names. So here are ice cream flavors that are also metal bands. (laughs) Swirl of hell, person cream, (laughs) dead cherry, tear. Tear? Tear flavored ice cream. Is that just water ice? Well, it's like salty water ice. Mm. And finally, Nightem toffee. That's like a more British, uh, <laughs> a British flavor slash band. I love it. Yeah, well, if you liked these ice cream flavors, there are many more to check out on AIWeirdness.com. And every week you can check out some really fabulous, really funny neural network content on that same blog aiweirdness.com yeah we we love janelle shane and everything she does and 
In fact, I am actually tying some of her material into my game that I will be hosting for you here, which, surprise, we actually don't have a title for this segment yet either. But in the spirit of food, I've prepared a little challenge for you, Justin. Are you, I was are hoping you, up you to would it? say you prepared a meal. I have not. <laughs> well, I'm ready for a challenge instead. <laughs> so, we have been known to challenge ourselves to do some wild things. And uh, this game actually kind of incorporates two of those wild challenges we've put ourselves to in the past. And one of those things is we did a real-life chopped with a bunch of friends last Thanksgiving. And another thing To be clear, we didn't do our Thanksgiving meal chopped style, (laughs) but that would have been incredible. (laughs) Um, And another thing that we did this past Christmas time, New Year's time... (laughs) I think that we celebrate holidays with uh, (laughs) terribly convoluted challenges. I mean, it's the only time... It's some of the only times we see each other, so... (laughs) What else are we going to do this shit? It's very true. What we did this past Christmas time was we took some of Janelle Shane's neural network generated pies and we actually made them like complete maniacs and they were fine. Do you remember Um, both of the pie flavors we made? I'm trying to get them exactly right in my head. One of them is actually going to appear in my game. Um... Yay. The other one, the other one is uh, impossible spinach maple apple pie. I'm not sure I had all those ingredients in the right order, but those were all the ingredients. Yeah, those were the correct words for sure. I yeah. ate a lot of that pie, spinach maple apple. I can't believe you. I'm so like I literally I felt like I was evacuating the state of New Jersey getting away from that pie and coming back home. <laughs> I feel like I was whatever the opposite of evacuating <laughs> is, invacuating the pie into my mouth. Anyway, so <laughs> anecdotally, when we were de- when we were developing the um chopped challenge for each other, one thing, a tool that we used to come up with ingredients to give each of our little teams was this um, random food generator that brought us no shortage of enjoyment. Um, and even after we had figured it all out, Justin and I were just sitting on the couch, just r- randomly generating two foods together and cracking up just a- about <laughs> the idea of these two foods being paired together it was things like well the famous example that we always reference is clams geese yum yum (laughs) clams geese i think we both to each other call this website clams geese so i can't wait for you to give it proper attribution when the time comes um let me get it right now and i think this this generator i'll say right now uh kind of highlights one other thing about uh what i think robots on typewriters is all about so far we've gone fairly uh I don't want to say high brow, but at least high complexity in terms of how these computers are generating comedy. Yeah. But computers can be funny in a lot of ways. They don't need to have, you know, machine learning AI algorithms inside their heads to get some funny stuff coming out. Sometimes you can just put, you know, a hundred food ingredients in a list and make it randomly spit out two at a time. It's not that complicated, but it can be very entertaining. So what I have done here is I have um, I've generated a kind of a little verbal chopped game. I, I, I've chosen, I've created a bunch of sets of three random ingredients from this random food generator, which is, in fact, 
randomlist.com slash food. And so I have created three sets of three little appetizer challenges, three main course challenges, and three dessert challenges. And for each little challenge, I have randomed three ingredients from the food generator. And I have, I compiled a list of all of the food relevant items from anything Janelle Shane's ever put on AI Weirdness. And I, um randomly generated one of those wild wacky food items for each of these sets so Justin what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to give you your list of ingredients and you are going to tell me the meal that you make out of these ingredients you can talk me through the process you have in chopped fashion you have access to a fully stocked kitchen otherwise you can do whatever you got to do but you got to include these four ingredients and tell me how you did it what it is and what you're calling it and to make it even a little bit more interesting i am going to pitch you against ibm's chef watson oh no he's the greatest (laughs) chef on the internet um i might have to tag you in to explain a little bit more about this tool because to be quite honest, I don't even really know what Watson is. So Watson's a very interesting uh, piece of, I mean, he's a whole computer system. I wanted to say a piece of software, but he actually has hardware components as well. He was originally developed uh, in what you might know him best for as a Jeopardy playing computer for IBM to try to take on Ken Jennings and Brad Rutter, the two human greatest champions of Jeopardy history. But Watson has since then developed into a pretty broad-based question-answering computer system that uh, really, since he learned so much for Jeopardy, has been able to learn a lot more in specific domains to answer questions such as diagnosing and uh, suggesting courses of treatment in medical facilities like uh, Sloan Kettering in New York and on the internet now making recipe ideas (laughs) if you give him a couple of foods he'll tell you what you can make with those foods yes okay sometimes like i know how to use these tools but i don't know what's going on inside them so i think that's part of the beauty of a lot of these things like a lot of neural networks too like even the person who actually uses or even writes a neural network you don't necessarily know what's going on inside the computer's head i mean When you talk to a person, you don't know what's going on inside their (laughs) head, you know? Exactly. So what I'm going to do for each one is plug in the the three real food ingredients. And then if possible, I'm going to try to approximate the fourth AI weirdness ingredient, if possible. Some of them (laughs) are probably a bit of a stretch. But um, since Watson's a robot and you're a human, um, he's got that handicap of not having quite the full range of capability that you will with your lovely little AI weirdness ingredients. So once you tell me your recipe, I will tell you what he came up with and we will, and we'll see who wins, see who comes out on top. Let's do this. Okay, so your first appetizer challenge, the three ingredients, well, your three, three regular ingredients are almond butter, rosemary, hot sauce, and your AI weirdness ingredient is a golden pow tomato. Hmm. So my first thought, almond butter, I don't necessarily cook with, but I do cook with peanut butter. We have almond butter, rosemary, hot sauce, 
and a golden pow tomato. Yeah, so she um she generated a list of tomato variants from a neural network uh-huh. one time, and so that's one of them. So my first thought, cooking with spice and peanut butter, or almond butter in this case, spice and a nut butter immediately makes me think of Thai food. So if I'm making an appetizer, my first thought would probably have been to, you know, just fry up some shrimp in like a Thai hot peanut sauce or something. But since it's almond butter, I'm thinking, you know, maybe this is uh, I'm cooking for someone with some dietary restrictions, someone who likes to eat (laughs) a little healthy or a little outside of the mainstream. So I'm thinking rather than frying up some shrimp, let's get some cauliflower going. Maybe we'll tempura fry some cauliflower and toss it in a hot sauce almond butter uh, mixture. While we're sauteing that cauliflower, we'll saute it with some chunks of golden pal tomato and we'll sprinkle the whole thing in rosemary. That sounds amazing. So what we've got is like so like a Thai peanut sauce cauliflower and with some tomato chunks. That sounds like a lovely little appetizer. Bring it on, Watson. One of so the the thing about Watson is he, he like gives me some recipe ideas for that I guess he just finds from Bon Appetit because that's like this tool is in conjunction with Bon Appetit. The first um the first recipe that he gives me with the four ingredients, almond butter, rosemary, I just put tomato and um, hot, hot sauce, sauce. is <laughs> almond butter hummus. And the then when you like pull it up, there's like these spa- there's these spots for like condiment, herb, spicy vegetable, and it's like based off of an existing recipe, but it like substitutes out the like different groups of ingredients based on what you said you wanted to use, which is pretty damn cool. Like <laughs> this is kind of a useful tool, Watson. Yeah, and I mean, as a human, that's essentially what I did, you know? I th- yeah. I saw what I have, what kind of categories those things fit in, and just sub them out to things I already know about. Yeah, so knowing that, um, his first result is an almond butter hummus, um, which I'm assuming he just kind of, like, mixed this shit all together. And I gotta say, that's not quite as creative as your... Thai sauce cauliflower dish. So I'm definitely going to say you win this round. Thank you. But man, do I want to try an almond butter hummus now? I would have never thought to even combine (laughs) those words. I don't think it did either. It's based on a recipe called ginger garlic hummus. (laughs) So, (laughs) What is almond butter if not a ginger substitute? That's, That's what I always say. So your next appetizer challenge, are you ready for it? Please. All right. Apples plum tomatoes, french fries, and something that you've already mentioned on this show today, uh, carrot beer ice cream. All right, so I'll walk you down my line of thought again. Immediately, the thing that's hardest to use here is the french fries. So I'm thinking, you know, why why dress up a pig? What's that phrase? Why put lipstick on a pig? If If we have french fries as an ingredient... I'm not going to try to make you some deconstructed baked potato mumbo jumbo. I'm just going to serve you some french fries. You know mm. what you like to dip french fries in? I know what I do. It's ketchup. We have plum tomatoes. We're going to have fries two ways, we'll call it. We'll have just regular french fries with homemade ketchup. I'll figure out how to make ketchup on my own time. I'm assuming I just use tomatoes and a little bit of vinegar, and that's that. And then the other way, I said fries two ways, of course, 
nowadays we're we're living in a healthier generation so you have to get fast food you don't like to get fast food very often especially not with your kids it sets a bad example you can't really get a well-balanced meal but you can make some substitutions like getting some apple slices instead of french fries so the fries the second way we're gonna slice up those apples into nice little wedges and we're gonna make that carrot beer ice cream uh maybe combine it with a little bit of heavy cream maybe some vanilla extract try to get something a little sweet a little tangy to dip those apples in i'm assuming it'll also be orange-ish so it'll be uh visually similar to fries and ketchup fries two ways all right i love it i think that is amazing and so i had a kind of a hard time coming up with (laughs) how to put these ingredients into watson so i got apples plum tomatoes um fries I guess don't classify as an ingredient. I yeah, disagree. that makes sense. <laughs> so I put I got potato chip. Um, I figured that all right, was yeah, the closest. And then I just put in ice cream because I figured general ice cream was Fair better enough. than trying to get specific. And I got no ideas for this combination. I honestly don't blame him. If you're yeah. getting potato chips and ice cream, <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do with a tomato? Well, you figured it out. Sometimes uh, I have the upper hand on Watson. Don't make us play Jeopardy against each other. <laughs> Fair. That was my idea for next week, but I guess we'll scrap it. <laughs> You're going to have Ken Jennings call into the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe someday. All right. Well, I guess you win that one by default. This next one is raisins, cream cheese, caviar, and eggnog peach pie number two. Oh no, eggnog peach pie number two. That's the pie, the other pie we made from AI Weirdness's pie recipes. So that pie had a very distinct flavor of eggnog with some cinnamon and nutmeg in there. It basically smelled like a warm bowl of oatmeal, but tasted like a cold bowl of peaches. (laughs) So it was confusing to the palate, to say the least. You see, I'm thinking with raisins, cream cheese, and caviar... We're well on our way to a terrific little bagel spread, but Mm. I just don't know if a a peach eggnog pie number two is the the proper bagel for this spread. (laughs) Why ever not? Did we use a pie crust for that? We did. Man, um, okay. So the pie has to to go, basically. We're going (laughs) to scoop out the the pie filling from the, the pie crust here. The pie filling was a, that goopy oatmeal-scented stuff. That's <laughs> Don't gone. Don't remind me. <laughs> We're using the crust that still smells vaguely of, of goop, but maybe there's a couple chunks of peaches laying around still. <laughs> Gross. And we're going to do... Oh, God. We're going to just put the cream cheese and the raisins right on top of there, put the caviar right on top of there, and you call it a, a madman's bagel. <laughs> I love the title. And again, I'm I'm worrying that Watson got lucky on the first one because he also couldn't come up with anything for this. And I didn't really know what to say for the pie thing. So I just said pie crust. So you absolutely win the appetizer round, hands down. Yes. Um, let's move on to main courses. So the first one you've got is granola, veal, condensed milk, and whopper pie. Oh, I was... You know, every single time until we get to the AI weirdness ingredient, I'm like, okay, I know exactly how to use this. (laughs) Whopper pie. I'm assuming, I mean, Whopper pie is just another fake pie, but I'm assuming it's like the candy Whoppers, like the... uh... Oh, I was 
thinking since it was a main dish. I mean, like, oh, I you're thinking get- it's a cheeseburger. Whopper. Yeah, I was. I was. I thought that might be more versatile, but I will give you full creative liberty on this. Do it. No, I'm you glad want. you talked me down from that ledge because <laughs> a cheeseburger whopper pie is something I can work with here. So my immediate first thought with condensed milk, granola, and veal—that's so easy. We're just gonna make, you know, a an egg wash with the condensed milk. It's going to be a a bit of a sweet wash for this veal. We're going to coat it in granola and fry up some crispy, sweet condensed milk veal cutlets. Like I said, they're going to be very sweet with condensed (laughs) milk and granola as the bases instead of, you know, Mm -hmm. eggs and milk plus breadcrumbs. But that's okay. We're going to cut into the Whopper pie, maybe scoop out the, the pickles, mustard, ketchup, just leave some meat and cheese and see if we can get the veal right in there and have a a meaty, cheesy, oddly sweet. You've heard of shepherd's pie. This is the shepherd's wife's pie. (laughs) Okay. You're really killing it on these names. You're like pulling them out of thin air. Again, Watson didn't believe that burger was an entire ingredient. So I just said ground beef. And this is what Watson came up with. Um, (laughs) Granola, macaroni and cheese. Ooh, he also was maybe trying to use it instead of breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah, this is a very complex uh, recipe, honestly. There's a lot going on here. And I, I gotta say, there is something that really turns me off about the idea of, like, coating veal in condensed milk and slapping it around in some granola. Hey, um, you but- and me both. <laughs> But I'm assuming the veal is in here somewhere, too, in this mac and cheese. But Yeah, it must have made it in there. I feel like the mac and cheese would make it more palatable. I feel like there's like you have mac and cheese as the base and all of this crazy shit that's in there. Is, it's, it's in there, but I feel like it might be a little more hidden. So I actually am going to give it to Watson on this one. That's very fair. Yeah, I don't think I would want the, the way too sweet piece of veal. And I really do love that Watson tries his best not only to make an idea for you, but then to try to give you a recipe on how to make this putrid concoction. (laughs) I know. It's like, I don't know why you want to do this, but. I think our next big thing is going to have to be follow one of Watson's suggestions to the letter. Oh, for sure. The next main course is your options. Your ingredients are... Canadian bacon. <laughs> this is the this this is the triple C. Canadian bacon, cabbage, and clams. And oh, then, <laughs> and then your AI weirdness is a fancy bell tomato. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Canadian bacon, cabbage, and clams. The three C's of any kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing I'm thinking is. Canadian bacon, not very versatile as a dinner meat, but I could see it being used pretty well as like a pork product to flavor a soup or a stock or something. So I'm pretty comfortable putting all this in a soup. Cabbage goes very well as a soup. Uh, Clam chowder, of course. Tomatoes, fine. We'll have to make it a red clam chowder. Oh, you don't want to make it a red clam chowder if you're putting cabbage in it there, buddy. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make minestrone of the sea. Ooh. We're gonna, of course, any good minestrone, minestrone needs a, a pork product to 
flavor the broth unless you're making it vegetarian which you often are with that soup but not tonight we're not (laughs) we're gonna give it a nice flavoring of canadian bacon it won't be as smoky as using like a, a pancetta or a ham hock or something but it'll be pork like um the clams they can just simmer in there just like any old clam chowder it'll be a nice thick red base we'll have cabbage in there we'll have maybe some diced potatoes between cabbage tomato potato maybe some chunks of carrots in there a little mm. onion and celery the fourth uh, it'll be an edible fifth soup C. all right how about some cilantro how about some uh, <laughs> cardamom it really is minestrone of the sea of the sea <laughs> oh i love it oh man these names pay off big time are you, are you ready to hear from Watson or are you? Are yeah, you... no, I think I've added enough C ingredients. <laughs> so I, when you started talking soup, I was like, oh man, because Watson's top result was a Canadian bacon chowder. And especially, uh, my I man. Since, yeah, since you had clams in there, I thought that for sure you were going to, I mean, I knew, I thought maybe you guys were going to be on a very similar path, but you took it tomato based. He took it creamy based. So I have to say, I just love Minestrone of the Sea, and there's no way that that Watson could beat you here, so you definitely win this one. Nice. I would love to see his creamy base with then adding the whatever golden boy tomato or whatever. (laughs) Fancy bell tomato. Oh, I imagine that's just a a bell pepper that tastes like a tomato. (laughs) It's just a bell pepper, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) This is the celery tomato. It's a green stalk. (laughs) All right. So your last main course, um, your ingredients are borscht, sushi, Uh and kiwi, and then beet bats ice cream. Okay. Well, that's on brand. What was the second ingredient again? Sushi. (laughs) Borscht, sushi, kiwi, and beet bat ice cream. Yeah. (laughs) I had no idea what borscht was, honestly, and oh, I... It's a, you, a beet stew. I know, and if you had asked me before I googled it, I would have thought it was a sausage, so I almost just, like, totally fucked up Watson here, but good thing I googled it. That's what I meant. Um, I don't know how to... You, you... All right, do your thing. All right. Um, this one, I came up with the name first, and I'm going to come up with the how it all comes together second, but I'll reveal the name at the very end. Okay. <laughs> you're already like man this guy has lost his mind um <laughs> we're gonna have a a thin we'll we'll take like a, a big square plate and put just a thin layer of borscht at the bottom and then arrange um just some some sushi rolls and lay them out in the borscht um they'll be light and colorful maybe you know a salmon roll uh uh, a spicy tuna or something so you, you get these pops of color against the borscht and we'll lay them out in the shape of uh, the face of a cat in a big square <laughs> plate in a little puddle of borscht and then on the side that you eat at the same time um, you got to eat it quick because it's ice cream and it'll melt it's just an ice cream cone of beet spats ice cream with a kiwi fruit in it uh, but the kiwi fruit is kind of shoved into the side uh, like you might imagine uh, a little umbrella in a drink, and the kiwi is also carved into the shape of the head of a cat. And this dish is called beets and cats and beets and cats and beets and cats. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the the old beatboxing. <laughs> yeah, trick. yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Beats and cats. Oh man, um, that's very good. And Watson was totally stumped, if you can believe it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you do in fact win that one, though. I am. I, I, I am kind of reluctant to handle it. No, I am middle, disgusted but... by your dish. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, Watson didn't even turn up for this one, so. <laughs> oh, win. I turned up. <laughs> you did. All right, let, let's let's move on to the dessert round. So your first set of ingredients is mayonnaise, macaroni, unsweetened chocolate, and burnt basil ice cream. All right, this one doesn't sound as difficult to me as you might think mayonnaise macaroni unsweetened chocolate and burnt basil ice cream Mm-hmm. so we're going to melt down that burnt basil ice cream with the chocolate that's going to be probably a pretty bitter strong tasting uh chocolatey kind of sauce we'll put that to the side for now we'll keep it at a low boil to keep it liquefied and then we're going to take the macaroni and the mayonnaise we're going to mix the mayonnaise with a lot of marshmallow and hope that you can almost make what resembles a Rice Krispie treat out of mm. mayo, marshmallow mixture, and mayonnaise. <laughs> um, we'll, we're going to have to add a lot of sugar to that whole concoction, too, just so you don't <laughs> taste the mayonnaise at all. Make a, a macaroni crispy treat and cover it in that strong basil-y chocolate um oh i didn't think of the name yet uh this is the macaron macaron macaroon all right it's very avant-garde you could say that about a lot of my dishes (laughs) i know (laughs) i'm skeeved by the idea of like first of all the mayonnaise and the marshmallow situation but I think for some reason the worst part is the macaroni to me because it's like you don't even have something crispy in there it's just like mushy pasta wait you're cooking it were you not going to i don't know when you make a rice crispy treat say say you weren't making it from rice krispies but from rice (laughs) okay i'll I'll imagine it (laughs) yeah well now say instead of rice it's hard macaroni instead of hard rice would you cook the rice to make that i don't think so i think i would because otherwise you're just chomping on (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that would be too hard. It's yeah, very al dente gross. then. It is the Alice okay, de- of dentes. Fine. That's fine. For Watson, um, instead of saying ice cream, he came up with nothing for ice cream. So I put in, I gave him, I gave him a little nudge, and I put in pesto. Um, and the only result that he came up with is mayonnaise chili con carne, which. <laughs> <laughs> If someone served me that for dessert, I would serve them a court order. To be fair, I didn't tell him that this was the dessert round, so he was at a little bit of a disadvantage there, but I definitely think you won with your wild display of Rice Krispie Treat crimes. Yes. Man, I'm killing it. (laughs) All right, next round, uh, your ingredients are vanilla bean, sweet chili sauce, panko breadcrumbs, and... Rice crispy chiffon pie. Oh no. <laughs> All right, rice crispy chiffon pie. That is uh we I think we both considered making that one back yeah, in the Yeah, it's one of my challenge. favorites. Rice crispy chiffon pie. We're going to take a slice of this 
delicate pie, this Rice crispy chiffon pie. And we're going to pop that slice into the deep fryer. We're making a deep fried uh, Rice crispy chiffon pie. <laughs> and when we pop it in there, before we pop it in there, I guess, we'll dust it with panko breadcrumbs so you don't have any exposed chiffon uh, just floating into your hot oil. Then on top, uh, you need some kind of sauce for this fried oily concoction. So we're going to take our vanilla bean, a little bit of the sweet chili sauce, probably some vanilla ice cream, and make a ever so slightly spicy sweet cream vanilla sauce for the top of a deep fried rice crispy chiffon pie. Double crisp. <laughs> Double crispy cream is what we're calling this. Double crispy cream. I like it. Watson was stumped. Didn't come up with anything. I gave him puffed rice cereal as the rice crispy <laughs> ingredient. You got him again. Nice. I'm taking him down. They say I know. you know 90% of anything is just showing up, and that has been 90% of my job <laughs> yeah. today. So uh, even though you've by far absolutely won this whole competition, I'm going to give you your last... Um, dessert challenge Please do. here this one's on so the house <laughs> the ingredients are marshmallows duck pumpkin and malted black madness with three s's ice cream <laughs> malted black madness as well as i was so focused on the duck that i kind of blacked out the rest of what i needed it is marshmallows duck and pumpkin marshmallows duck and pumpkin all right Duck, I mean, marshmallows and pumpkin make me think of like the way you might make a sweet potato casserole with marshmallows on top. We can probably make a pumpkin casserole. We'll call it a cobbler because this is dessert. What are we going to do with the duck and the black malted madness (laughs) ice cream? Well, the duck we can use. We can just render some of that duck fat to Mm. fry something in. And, well, we just fried the last thing, and all I have left to fry right now is ice cream, so that's not great. We'll actually use that duck fat to fry up some French toast. We're going to make some, Mm. we're just going to grab some some bread and fry up some weird French toast. (laughs) That's going to be at the bottom of this casserole dish, followed by a pumpkin puree. Malted Black Madness ice cream can just go, we'll kind of make that into, instead of an ice cream consistency, more of like a a yogurty consistency. I might have to mix in some just straight up yogurt to make that happen. Maybe we'll mix a little bit of it with just plain yogurt and see if it can be a, a more mild, creamy flavor on top. And then at the very top, a thin layer of uh, a toasted marshmallow topping as you might find on a sweet potato <laughs> pie or sweet potato casserole. I love it. Got a name for it? Ooh, didn't think of that yet. A pagan holiday pie. <laughs> oh my god. I, I'm honestly very impressed by your name generation on this episode. They have been quick and fantastic. <laughs> this, If there was ever a job for me, it's coming up with little names for very odd foods at a restaurant. <laughs> So I'm actually kind of shocked at Watson for being stumped on this one because... Frankly, he's to the point that I would be shocked if he had an answer for any of these. He's intimidated. I thought that he would absolutely be able to come up with something for this. Um, And I gave him... I really gave him a lot of options for the ice cream uh, slot, but came up with literally nothing. Um, So you have just thoroughly beaten Watson's ass at Chopped. 
Yes. If you had to pick one of each of my winning dishes to serve oh. as a three-course meal, what are we what are we having <laughs> for dinner here? For the appetizer, I think I will go with that uh, the cauliflower from the very first round. That was All right, that nice. sounded pretty great. For the main course, I will I'll serve your um, <laughs> your uh, famous minestrone of the sea. And for dessert, oh, Jesus, these just happened and I can't even remember what they were. I would think I was very disturbed by all of them. Um, <laughs> well, hmm. the, the very last one was just seconds ago. Yeah, actually, I'm going to take that very last one that, uh, what was it, Pagan Holiday? Pagan Holiday Pie, yeah. Or... Our, our three-course menu at this um, fine, fine establishment is that um, almond butter sauce cauliflower with the main course of minestrone of the sea and uh, finish off the evening with a lovely uh, pagan holiday. (laughs) I love it. I think this would be an award-winning restaurant's award-winning three-course meal. If you want to try to make some of your own fun recipes using these same tools that we use today, where can they find that uh, ingredient randomizer? So the the ingredient randomizer is randomless.com slash food. Um, it is, in fact, not called clams geese, contrary to popular belief. Um, and the Watson site is, I believe it's just IB, uh, www. <laughs> we don't say that anymore. It's 2018. It's ibmchefwatson.com. Yeah. And you can also find all of those AI weirdness ingredients, of course, at aiweirdness.com. One of our favorite blogs on the entire internet. Yeah, and if if you want to tell us which pieces of food you enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, which of those recipes would you be serving at your next family meal? Which are you trying tonight as just a, a quick yeah. way to feed the family? Please, if you are a food critic, we want your reviews. All press is good press. So just, you know, let us know when you get published and we will absolutely be picking up copies of those magazines. Um... So, and you can send us those magazines, send us those uh, physical copies of magazines to our email <laughs> to address. To our P.O. box. <laughs> to, to our email address, which is robot at batcamp.org. And you can also find us on Twitter at Robot Typewriter, and we are on Facebook as Robots on Typewriters. Yeah, thank you. Thank Janelle Shane. Thanks, yeah. IBM's Watson. This podcast, we live on a website called batcamp.org, um, and if you want to go check out what's going on over there, please do. We have one other podcast up at the moment, and hopefully new stuff to come. And what, something I forgot to say last week was that our theme song is Video Challenge by Anamanaguchi. And I think that's all we got. And as we always say here on uh, Robots on Typewriters, provolone alligator. Provolone alligator. Provolone alligator. (laughs) We were both like melting down at the end there. (laughs) That was a longie but a goodie. And this will also be cut, but can I just say that the way you say cauliflower is absolutely heinous. Say that for me one more time. Cauliflower? Cauliflower?